this is being live streamed, so they they need to hear the words. So I'm sorry about that, there, uh, technician. Anyway, so um, I wanted uh, this evening to be interactive as possible. That means we all participate. You know, and first off by listening to the teachings that are going to be laid at your feet. And I asked these um, nieces here, they're the youngest in the room, to help me, to connect that bridge between the elders and the youngsters, the olders and the youngsters, because we need to go back to that, where we have nieces and nephews, uncles and aunties, and grandparents sharing meals together and talking together and sharing to help people to heal. So they're going to accompany me, and I want you to too, and I want you all to take a deep breath through your nostrils, like we're gonna breathe in, then we're gonna exhale slowly through our mouth. So take a deep breath. Hold it. Exhale. Feel your shoulders settle down, feel your body settle down. Take a deep breath. Hold it. Exhale ever so slowly. The word breath means life. I looked it up in the dictionary. You know, so we have life, we got breath. So be thankful for that breath. So take one more deep breath. Hold it. Exhale. We're going to do one more deep breath for all the babies born last night, the girls and boys. Take a deep breath for them. Hold it. Exhale. I'm going to do a chant, and it's called, it's a protection against negativity. It's for us here, but also for your friends and relatives, all of your friends and relatives, that they be protected from negativity. So my helpers here, we're going to...
have to deal with addictions and violence, man. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. out those grandparents, those grandmothers and grandfathers, so we're going to do it one more time. Take a breath. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Jerry Oldman. I want to say hi to all those ones out there on, um, on the internet. I sure wish you could have been here with us, but I'm so glad that you come to listen to the teachings that are going to be released into the air on healing, on the healing road. I just want to thank these wonderful nieces of mine here for helping, and I'll call them back again when we do the closing circle so you can hang on to the rattles for a while. Thank you. So I'd like to call the ones I asked to be witnesses to come and sit with me at the table. And this is a live podcast, so I'll be doing um, my presentation on healing and the healing road and let the healing begin. I think we have one more um, nephew. Put me on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, my brother here took me into the house, the healing home, Laylum, you know, and Muskim. And many teachings were laid at my feet. And one of the ones that I I really appreciated was don't say no when people call you for help. You know that you're, you're to go and do your best. That's what you're to do. So I'm so thankful that these ones here answered the call when I called them to witness my words. I'm going to be doing a presentation on healing And then they're going to respond after I'm finished to um, do what witnesses do. They talk about what they heard, what they felt, and what they know. And that's what we call teachings. My podcasts are called Teachings in the Air. And I'm so grateful that it comes from um, relatives from Chachalip. And I'm so grateful I have relatives here and friends from Chachalip tonight. The old man that gave me that message that everything we know in life comes through the air. We hear it, we see it, we touch it, we smell it, we feel it. Teachings in the air. So you look at our logo, it's a smudge bowl. It's my smudge bowl with smoke coming off the the smudge bowl. And those are the teachings going into the air. 
And the teachings are so critical for our youngsters to understand when they get hurt or when something goes wrong so they can heal. And the word heal means to become pure and original again. I know because I looked it up in the dictionary. That's what to heal means. So the healing road is when you actively go out to look for help when there's something wrong in your mind, your body, or your spirit. That's what the healers work with. People have asked me, and they said, why didn't you say emotion? I say, well, emotion is the result when someone hurts your mind, your body, or your spirit. Then your emotions become powerful and conflicted. So I'm going to do a little presentation about healing, about becoming pure and original again. And we all need it. You know, every day of our life, and sometimes it's major. When we get hit or someone is very negative with us, we need to go get help. We need to find it. And sometimes it just shows up. You know, there it is, you know, and you accept it. So those three areas, so when we talk about healing for the mind, you know, the, it's just, when I think about our brain, you know, there's billions of cells just in our brain. Billions. It, I got dizzy when I read that. You know, that there's, you know, 50 or 80 billion neurons in our brain. And it's, it's there to help us remember, you know, to experience, to navigate through life, you know, how to drive, how to walk, do all those things. This brain here, when it's pure like that baby was here tonight, it's all it sees and feels is our energy. And if it's good, they smile because they're pure. And we were all pure at one point in our life, in our mind. We didn't know how to lie, cheat, steal, do all of those things that we do as adults at times. So when our mind gets conflicted, and conflicted means fight. Sometimes we fight with our own mind. Sometimes we struggle with our own mind, then our memory starts to get affected. When we're a student, if there's something with the mind that's bothering you, you're going to have a hard time to focus on your studies. And it's the same for all of us as human beings. You know that our mind, because remember, it's part of that whole, all those neurons is about memory. We remember. You know, I, you know, maybe you've heard me say in a podcast, you know, I, I come from a beautiful home. I had a wonderful father and mother. I was so blessed. It's all I knew at home was that I'm never going to be hungry. I'm never going to be struck. I'm not going to be slapped or punished. But they're going to teach me. So when I was at home, my mind is good. You know, I, they could teach me teach how to help with the food, with the wood, to help each other to live and survive in a good way. So my mind was 
sound that was good. So when I went to school of all places, that's when I started to get troubles. It's the first time I was struck with an open hand across my face and ears on both sides of my head for making a mistake, for being, they said, you're a stupid Indian. You know, so my mind got messed up just with that sentence. And I remembered that for many years until I got a healing and would think I'm stupid, I can't do arithmetic, I can't do this, I can't do that. That's how I talk to myself. And so I, as a result, you know, I didn't go to university or college. I remember when I graduated Kamloops, my dad says, son, you're so happy I graduated. He says, you're going to college, that's next. I said, no, dad, I, I don't want to go to school anymore. It was such a bad experience for me. I didn't say that to him, but in my mind, you know, I've been beaten up for making mistakes, being abused, you know, those things, you know, my mind wasn't right. So he says, okay, you go work then. He says, you're not just gonna stay home and do nothing. <laughs> you know, like I said, I had a wonderful dad, so I went working, I went logging. But I still had a troubled mind. You could tell, you know, I tell people the characteristic means a, a sharp etched line in the sand or a piece of rock. That's what character means. So part of my character was I had furrows in my forehead because I keep thinking about that I'm stupid or about people that hurt me and I'd remember them. It's what they call a trigger. So I was like that, my, my, my body was tense because of how I was thinking. The word attitude means that you act and talk the way you think. Because I did not have a healing for the harm that was done to me, I was acting and talking negative, which is not good for the people around me, my family and friends. I'd beat myself up, you know, and think I'm not worth it. I'm not a good man. I'm not a good father when I became a father. And that's probably the saddest part of my memory when I think of that. You know, because um, babies come into the world and they rely on us adults for their survival, for their success. You know, so I know we've been, many of us have been impacted by our experience as indigenous people. That's why I wanted to make this series of podcasts called Walking the Healing Road to let people know we can heal our mind. We can free ourselves from negativity. We can do this. We need to make the effort when we need to find people that can help us. My brother and his relatives helped me free myself of my self-doubt. I had a lot of self-doubt even when I was 50. They took me when I was 50 years old. They took me to smarten me up, you know, and um, 
And I'm so glad they did the wonderful elders in Muskie. One of them says, we're all one. We're all one. And I remember him saying that. Just like in here, we're all one. We breathe together. I got you to breathe together. And that makes us one. So when we sing for each other or to sing together, we become one because we're breathing together. It's wonderful medicine for the mind. So our mind, you know, when we look for healing for our mind, one of the first things is to admit that I'm in trouble. I'm thinking negative. You know, I, I need help. It took me a long time to say I need help because of the way I was thinking. It was negative. So when you think negative, you act and talk negative. I'd beat myself up, feel sorry for myself. You know, and that's not a good way to live for any human being. So I learned that if I admit to people I have a problem, that part of the stress leaves my body. They're saying up to 50% of the stress leaves your body when you talk to another human being with the intention of healing, the stress starts to leave your body. Your forehead, your shoulders, your jaw, your tummy, sometimes our thighs and our legs get tense. So when you start to be truthful, it'll start to leave you. But then our ways as indigenous people, we have what I call no-talk therapy. You know, they'll put you through ceremony to cast off negativity. I went through that. Or you dance it away. <laughs> you know, you become pure again. And they are also medicines for the mind, for the brain. And one of them is a fungus that we use. And you breathe it in and the chemical reactions start to settle your brain down. I was taught by elder that there's medicine for every organ in our body coming out of Mother Earth. And our brain's an organ, so there's medicine for our brain. One of them is water. We must keep hydrated and drink water. But for me, the best is that fungus. You know, and I burn that and it goes, breathe it in and it goes into my system. We're walking chemical reactions. You know, we breathe in oxygen and there's fire and stuff happening inside of us. You know, we breathe in lavender and our body relaxes or sweet grass helps us to be kind. You know, all those medicines that our people knew about and used consistently throughout their life. So the medicine for the mind, there are herbs and minerals and liquids you can drink for your brain to help your brain. Another one is a simple one is to wear a headband. Like when I record my podcasts at home, I wear a headband because that's a help you control my mind, help me control my own mind. 
you know, otherwise, you know, I could start losing track and go here and there, you know, as we tend to do as human beings, you know. So you think about your mind and you absorb teachings by, by listening. It's very critical. Listening is the highest form of respect that we give out another human being. I talk to students in the universities and colleges and high school students, and I tell them, you know, you respect your teachers and your elders and listen when they're speaking. The second you're on your phone going like this, you're not listening anymore. You're connecting with that phone or that tablet or that computer. So listening is very important. I remember as youngster, you know, in my 20s, and I'd speak to the people. My parents always pushed me to help, to be a helper. And, uh, and I realized then that our people were noisy listeners. I'd talk, and the elders would be there. They'd go, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, apa, oh, tsilaka, tsilaka means, you know, that's right. You know, so they're, they're responding while I'm talking. And I and I traveled across the country, and I was sitting with Crees, and I was listening to the speaker, and then those Crees that were listening were going, ah ha ah You know, they're noisy listening. They're letting the person know, hey, I'm listening to you. I got it. <laughs> you know? So encouragement is good medicine for the brain. So we must encourage each other and say good things to each other. Just like my nieces, I thanked them for helping me. You know, do the music. You know, that's good medicine for the brain. So we must do this consistently, the medicine for the brain. You know, if you can find an elder or a counselor or a therapist that you feel good with, that you can connect with, go there and free yourself of negativity you might have about yourself or others that hurt you. I had negativity for Christians and white people because those are the ones that hurt me in the residential school. It took me many years to straighten out my mind. And I finally said it one day, and I said, the evil Christians and the evil white men hurt me. Because until that time, my mind was saying, all the white people are evil. All the Christians are evil. But I've seen wonderful European people and Christians do good work. So it took me to get a healing to start to think like that, to recognize good people, that there are good people all over the planet. So that's with the mind. Now the body, when I was reading about the body, and it said there's 30 trillion cells that make up our body. I got dizzy. 30 trillion, I even have a hard time to think of a million, you know? And there's 30 trillion cells in this body of mine. It's like looking up at the universe, looking at the stars. So our human body is amazing. You know, so when there's something wrong with our body, 
we must, it's critical that we go look for help because our body gives in, our spirit's going to leave. That's why it's important. And uh, one of the thoughts I had was our, we lose people to overdosing and addictions. That's what I was thinking of. And I said, let's do a season called the healing road or let the healing begin. So our people that are troubled can go get help. You know, to, to free themselves so their body won't give in. I, I do a lot of reading and listening. I was listening to scientists, medical scientists here in Vancouver at the Hyatt. And they studied indigenous bones of our people before contact. And they said they could not find degenerative diseases in our people. That means no cancer, no diabetes, no heart problems, because we were healthy people. We took care of our body. We ate nothing but organic food. You know, 300 mile diet, you know, everything we got ourselves. And we treat that food with respect. We know that food is medicine. So our body, you know, sometimes we punish it with toxic foods. We all fall, I fall into that temptation to have rotten Ronnie's once in a while, you know, those French fries with all that salt and ketchup. Mm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I know it's not good for me. You know, so the body, a lot of it is because of what we eat. But also, like I was saying, if somebody struck you or hit you or assaulted you, your body doesn't forget. It's in your muscles. So find a healing. There's many ways of healing, and one of them is massage, shiatsu massage, pressure massage. Good massage helps to release the pressure in your body. You know, there's um, all kinds of herbs. You can breathe, you can eat, you can drink to help the organs in your body. Remember, there's medicine for every organ in the human body coming out of Mother Earth. We got many herbalists who are getting to be more and more of them, ones that study what the medicines are and what they're for. So we need to start to use them again. There are seeds that I, kachmin, I chew practically every day, rat root and things. And I use mullen for my lungs, you know, to keep them clean. You know, so there's medicines for our body. And find that medicine. You know, because um, I didn't care about my body. You know, because of what's going on in my mind. I didn't have a doctor, a dentist, or any of those helpers. Until I was 50 years old. Then I start to see the value of them. I lost dear friends of mine to cancer. 
that I think could have been preventable. So my wife today to make sure I go for my checkups every year and stuff, you know. And I'm glad I have. Because they found uh, Barrett's esophagus in me, my esophagus. And I have to take medicine every day. The doctor says if it turns cancerous, it'll kill you quickly. So you take that medicine, Jerry. I said, I got it. I said, Roger that. <laughs> <laughs> and I take it every day, you know, because I want to live. You know, I want I want to be here. I want to share the good food, the good music, the good teachings. So I take care of this body. Some of you heard me say in presentations, you know, I encourage you to sit like an eagle. You know, and my uncle is the first one that say that to me. Jerry, I come back from residential school, I'm slouched down in my chair, you know, and uh, <laughs> looks at me, nephews, sit like an eagle, for God's sake. You know, and I'm sitting there and I don't listen to him, you know, and he says, nephew, what did I say? Sit like an eagle. I says, oh, okay. So I sit up and he's, he says, you know why I told you that, nephew? I says, no. He says, well, when you get to be 70, in your 70s, if you don't sit straight, you're going to walk like that. You're going to walk crooked. <laughs> you know, I'm 72 now, and I still walk straight, thanks to my uncle. <laughs> you know, <laughs> told me to sit like an eagle, you know. And it's good for students to do that, too, because you pay attention better. You know, you're, you can see and you can hear. You know, so it's important we take care of this body. You know, um, my brother and I here, we shachum in many places. We go for cold water bath. And I believe that's been one of the best medicines for my body. And he taught me that. 1976. And we bath all over the place. Wherever we go, wherever is cold water, we go to the ocean, we go to the rivers wherever. My, one of the elders said it's inside-out cleansing. He says, because when your body hits the cold water, there's fire going on in your body. Keep your body warm. And it burns the negativity. Saying, and fasting is good for your body to go without food. Because when you go without food, your body eats negativity first in your body. So it's good to juice, fast, do different kinds of fasting for your body. Now the tricky part is healing for our spirit. We all have a spirit here. It's holding our body together right now. When it leaves our body, our body's going to fall apart. So we must take care of the spirit. When your spirit is strong, you have an incredible will to live. You want to be here, you want to participate, you want to join in the feast and the music and celebrations and help people grieving, do all of that stuff. When your spirit is strong. When your spirit is strong, you want to be successful at everything you do, being a parent, being a sibling, 
being a friend, being a citizen of the planet Earth. You want to be successful. And it takes work every day for your spirit. And the third indicator of a, a good, kind, good spirit, strong spirit, is your kind. And people want to be with you. They see you and they wave and they call you over and they give you food and share things with you, you know, because your spirit is good. They trust you. They want to be with you. Just working on our spirit, that's worth it. To want people to want to be with you. That's a good feeling. You know, so kindness is good medicine for your spirit. For people to be kind with you and you to be kind with people. That's for your spirit. Because you have that incredible will to live. It doesn't matter how cold, how many mosquitoes. It doesn't matter any of those things. You still want to be here. It doesn't matter if the Canucks don't win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> so anyway, those are the three areas for healing. The mind, the body, and the spirit. And I, I really wanted, I, you know, I struggled with, I think a lot about when I think writing a podcast. And I was thinking about mental health. Because I, I, you know, I feel bad when my relatives lose a teenager to overdose for opioids and fentanyl and stuff like that. I feel bad. Because I'm thinking they didn't know how to free themselves. You know, they don't know how to feel good being with people. So they look for the medicine and they look. I, I, I used to do alcohol and drugs. That was a medicine, the worst kind of medicine in my life. But I used it until I find the good medicine. And know there's good medicine and there's a healing road. It's never gone away, that healing road, the healing road. The let the healing begin sentiment has never gone away. It's always been here. It's still here. And tonight, you know, we come here to be together and to learn about healing and perhaps to heal. <laughs>